father now and uh let's be honest a father to us all he's slim the host of the paper cake podcast episode 102 welcome to the show where we talk about industry news the books we're reading uh this week and we'll do a book club you know we also have a theme this episode, all ages, books only. With that in mind, the book club for this week, Famous, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Thanks for listening. First time, you know, you're listening, you are a delight for checking us out. Uh, but, you know, we got to introduce the hosts, so we'll go around the room. Uh, Jonesy loves beer. He is our resident writer. He's a writer. Isn't it, uh, Jonesy loves chocolate milk this episode? <laughs> <laughs> that is all ages. Jonesy loves Ovaltine. <laughs> Ovaltine show sponsor this episode only. Um, everything I could say about Jonesy wouldn't be all ages. So <laughs> that's true. I guess thanks for being here, Jonesy. Thank you uh, for having me. And here's some all ages news. Uh, my seventh month year old son crawled for the first time today. Uh, so that's a good age. Thank you. I wonder what the uh, minimum age is for the kids to hear your voice speaking <laughs> that microphone. You have it in such a position that you have to turn your head to a 90-degree angle just to talk into the microphone. Well, as you it know, looks like my boom it's mic like stand is a door is frame Jersey. next to your face, and you're sticking your head around it. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, really big show. Jonesy loves beer. Uh, other host... He's been known to harass celebrities on Twitter. Uh, he's a VP of merch. He's also a father. He's a family man. Uh, DaleMemes.tumblr.com It is setting the world aflame. Uh, we invite you to join in on the fun. I can it's, hear Jail's teeth grating when he says that. Yeah, well, it's because it, it's like a self-fulfilling thing. People join in to give me more of a reason to have drink more memes created. Ovaltine. Me. For Ovaltine. you to drink more Ovaltine at yeah. night by yourself. Right. In uh, my basement. Thanks for being here. You're a Twitter bad boy. Welcome yeah, back. thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. It's um, going to be a little weird this episode. Obviously, it's just a three, and th- and then there were three, but I look forward to taking this journey for whatever the future may bring. Broke at Google Hangouts, um, <laughs> two and a half people on a podcast because nobody can hear Jonesy. You know, w- w- you know, whatever. Thank you for that positive outlook. Wow, I can the future hear you. is going. This is dynamite. Not only do I see Jonesy's just white, just stunningly white T-shirt on the Google Hangout, but I can hear his voice, and it's it's just a dynamite time. It's a right new now. day. The bells are ringing on <laughs> White Shirt Day. So thanks for checking out Paper Keg. Where this is a theme episode. We're doing all ages books only. All ages nias only. Mm-hmm. Um, Dale, do you have anything for us? Well, I have some um, record-breaking news. Exclusive. Hashtag Free Comic Book Day. Hashtag FCBD. Uh, Broke attendance records this year. 
uh, with an estimated 1.2 million comic book fans making their way Whoa. to over 2,000 comic book stores across this great land around the world. That's a lot of people. To, to collect more than 4.6 million comic books. How do they get that number? Do they get like people at the door clicking with those little clickers? Well, I think uh, everybody who participates in Free Comic Book Day, you know, the shop owners and stuff, they probably participate in some sort of, you know, online survey after the fact. And, uh, you know, people are being honest as possible, I would hope. I could even, uh, refer- I could, we could even ask the Tituses of the comic book shop in Delaware and see if they were polled and, uh, you know, to try to gather this kind of data. Right. Data mining. For data mining. And, uh, yeah, so it's set for next year. It might even get bigger. May 3rd, 2014, free comic book day. We'll have a table on the roof of uh, the, the comic book shop in Delaware. Near, That's the only first. place. Yeah, well, the only place we would be, probably be welcome. It would be like the Beatles. We'll get Mark to come back. And we'll, be, <laughs> we'll be singing in our little winter coats. <laughs> and then they'll make a musical movie out of us. Mm-hmm. Any other pieces of news, or that's probably it. All ages news is hard to come by. It's tough, I mean, because books is tough. Comic book news alone, worthy of talking about, is tough to come by. But, you know, what? Mark Ruffalo signed up for Avengers 2. Boom. (laughs) (laughs) All ages. And we thank Mark for that. We weren't sure. He was on the fence whether he wanted all that money or not. Good Thanks grief. for coming back. But uh, you, I used some of my Twitter skills, or as Slim just put it, harassed Mark Ruffalo on Twitter, and I think <laughs> that really pushed him in the right direction. Mm. Um, no. Did you see the... No. Uh, does, that, does that mean no? I, did you see the spoiler shots taken of on the set of Captain America 2, The Winter Soldier? No. Exclusive. I did not look. You heard it here first. I... That I might Tumblr. have seen Mandy Boo raging about it, but there were no links posted. So, mm-hmm. can I say raging on the um, episode? Jones, you want to start us off with the uh, all ages talk? I'm excited to hear what you. Read. I will, and I w- I am excited about this title that I read because it was dynamite. It was Mega Man by Archie Comics, written by mm-hmm. Ian Flynn and pencils by Patrick Spaz Spazienti Spazienti. Sponti. All ages, all all agesy. Uh, it is an awesome all ages book. It's uh, basically the premise of the first game. Uh, you know, Doctor Light creates two robots, Rock and Roll, and um, Doctor Wily, his assistant, takes over the uh, the robot masters, and they create havoc. So Doctor Light soup, uh, suits up uh, Mega Man with his uh, blue bomber outfit and his Mega Buster, and he's out the door. To uh, stop evil, it's it's absolutely a great all ages book. I mean, even my son, my seven month year old son, can sit there and look at the colors and be impressed. Look at the art, you know. And as uh, he grows older, it's I mean, there's no harsh language, there's no themes in it that are too hard to comprehend. And as an adult, I don't know if it was my nostalgia because I, it's one of my favorite, you know, top ten games of all time. But hmm. I mean, the nostalgia factor was working hardcore, and I really enjoyed the story. I like the way they um, they added some easy-to-understand mythology about the game. You know, why does Mega Man always fight drones? Where did they come from? Okay, where do they come from? They sourced it as to get the money for Dr. Light to start his lab and start these good robots. He had to get the money from the money. military to create, like, uh, army robots and worker robots. And Isn't Dr. Dr. Light in Justice League? Uh, I believe so, yeah, but I think he's a bad guy. Didn't he do something bad in Identity Crisis? He did. Not in the All Ages episode, he did. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, the uh, the first volume, I think, is was either five ninety nine or seven ninety nine, um, as a digital trade in Comixology, so that's how I got it. And um, the first four, itu- uh, four issues are just the first game. So it's hmm. it's really neat. Oh, really? Yeah, it's really neat to see him go through the Robot Masters, and um, I I didn't have time to reference this references, but I'm pretty sure 
he defeats the bosses in the order you have to do it in the game. So uh, people who play Mega Man, if you don't know, like you have to start with, uh, you know, Bomb Man to get the power that's going to let you beat Guts Man. And he, you know, in a thought bubble, Mega Man's like, I could really use a bomb against this guy. And I should have, I didn't get a chance to uh, research this, but I think he fights them in the comic in the same order as the first game. So it's a nice nod to the people who play the game growing up. I, I, two thumbs up. I recommend Mega Man for anybody, for an old grizzled reader to, or a young kid who's, you know, learning to read that, you know, likes bright uh, art. I mean, uh, the coloring is awesome in this book. Colored by Matt. Spaz, Spaz Meister. Matt, not Spaz. Matt, not Spaz Herms. I remember that game being talked about by gaming nerds as like the second coming of the Lord Jesus. And I just remember (laughs) being so annoyed at that game because it was so difficult. It it, it was very hard. And I'll tell you what was another impossible game, the first Mega Man X. I remember um, like in Mega Man X, you start as Mega Man, but you have to collect different parts of armor at different stages. And there's one that you have to get with like a like you don't have the double jump yet, but you have to like make this impossible leap to get the chest plate. I can remember wasting hours of my childhood just trying to jump across a gap and then falling on a spike and blasting into like blue orbs. You know how Mega Man dies and he falls like just boo boo. That's how, boo, it, happen- boo, that's how boo. it happens in real life. Yeah, I mean, as, I'm not sure if you're aware. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I want to believe what you're right. saying. The um wasn't there an animated show that was kind of popular? Yeah, there was a Mega Man. I believe there was a mid to late nineties cartoon series that had a big toy line that was really popular. Oh yeah, I do remember the toy line. Yeah, I remember everyone trying to collect them all, all the different mans. Yeah, all the uh, I think Proto Man was like the bad boy of the show, and he was real popular. <laughs> bad boy. I went straight for the uh, Mega Man 2. Mega Man 2 was my ace in the hole. I loved Mega Man 2. Mega I, Man 1, probably barely played. Mega Man 2, though? Those King. opening credits where he's just standing on the cliff with his uh, brown hair blowing oh, yeah. in the breeze. <laughs> Press start, and the helmet Man. comes down. Dale, I am dialed in. I am with you on that one. <laughs> Do you guys have the Thunder in Paradise sounder <laughs> queued up that you want to play right now? Nobody? Thunder in Paradise. I think you should get it queued up. But let's talk about my book. Okay? Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. Comics. That's fine. Number one. That's why right you went now. first. I guess we should have talked about this That's ahead of time so I didn't steal anybody's books. But newsflash, I only had time to read like two books this week, so up yours. <laughs> up okay. yours on the old age show. Here we go. <laughs> I'm going to replace that audio with something else. <laughs> Sit and spin or go suck an egg. Either way, it's all going to get out. Both using Dick Tracy by the kid, as it were. Oh, yeah, comics by uh, those dear Mm -hmm. friends. Very familiar. Uh, Baltazar and Franco. You heard of them? They do the uh, Superman Family Adventure books. The Tiny, the Titans. Um, Fun-loving guys. They just love fun. And uh, all ages comics. So, oh, yeah, comics. It's, um, from what I gather... As a new reader, you know, they just signed up with Thrillbent. So Thrillbent is kind of like their digital publisher. And they have them on the website and it's under the Thrillbent banner in the app, the Comixology app, disclaimer network for Comixology. Um, so the characters in the book, they actually own their own comic shop, I think, called Aw Yeah Comics. And these characters are the, the shop mascot. So on like the very first page, you can see... Um, the two of the guys like posing in the front page, kind of like, you know, not drawn. There's just like a photograph of them acting goofy on page one. You can see a picture of their shop, which is kind of funny. Um, but the store, the first issue is kind of a, there's like a main story and then there's like mini one page quickies afterward. They follow action cat, evil cat, uh, adorable cat. So essentially it's like a, the cat is the main hero and he's got a sidekick. Mm-hmm. Just adorable fun quick reads you know the it's the same style that has superman family adventures which actually now that i think about it i wish i reread superman family adventures because that book is amazing um but very fun highly recommended oh yeah comics yeah i happened to check out the first issue as well and um a while ago and i thought it was just great i wanted to check out what they were doing i mean there were so much 
momentum behind their Kickstarter. They were trying to get All Yeah Comics off the ground, the publishing line, oh, and yeah. um, the I I I got a real kick out of the first issue. The very simple, very like you said, obviously much in the same vein as Tiny Titans and Superman Family Adventures, but there's also like a um, kind of a Powerpuff Powderpuff Girl kind of feel mm. to it. If you ever watched the sh- the zany little show where you know things just kind of spin out of control, I guess. Like a evil cat I've heard of that show. Evil cat stops in a diner where awesome or ca- uh, action cat and action bug bug adorable bug. I, I don't know. I forget what his name <laughs> is. Or it's so long ago. But uh, evil cat orders a giant pancake, like a huge pancake, and he wants to basically bring the pancake to life so he can start eating the city and the shit the cook agrees the short order cook agrees but the bill is like 643 dollars or something like that and <laughs> the evil cat's po'd that he can't even pay for it <laughs> but but uh you know l- luckily action cat is there to put a stop to things obviously uh great but then great issue. Uh, but then but then the pancake uh, does come to life, and instead of wanting to do evil cat's evil bidding, he just wants to dance. Yeah, see. I mean, what more can you ask so for? So things get right? get a little wacky, just like you would love. Uh, Dale underscore, you're a father of two. Mm-hmm. You know, this episode is right up your alley. Mm-hmm. This is probably your dream come true. I uh, prime Grayson nightly. We read books every night before bed and uh one of these days we're going to you you read him the back of the ether bottle that you that you uh put (laughs) near his mouth (laughs) that's my word (laughs) everybody's laughing i told you that Uh, in confidence (laughs) and uh He's a wild kid, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Dale needs a break, people. He needs a break. Right. So just sing him sweet songs as I clutch his head to my bosom. <laughs> um, I went ahead Ether and I read... covered bosom. Just rock him and go, shh. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Walt Disney's Once Upon a Time in America is a six-issue miniseries starring... The one, the only, the Mickey, the mouse. And what this does for all you history lovers out there is it pits Mickey Mouse and friends into a a story of um, a, a time period in America's history. And specifically issue one is uh, Mickey Mouse is a tailor in England and they're getting ready to, they're getting the Mayflower ready for voyage and Minnie runs into some issue. He like she like wor- is working at an inn and like uh, burns this jacket of a of a patron of the inn. It turns out to be a highwayman, and uh, Mickey is there to fix the jacket, but then finds the the dastardly plans of the highwayman, which is uh, Pegleg Pete, and his plans to hijack the pilgrims. Uh, carriage on the way to the Mayflower and steal their money and what it's it's just a great little nod to American history and uh, with Mickey being you know one of the key players in the story he um, goes through time and at the end of the book he um, boards the Mayflower to set sail for the new world and he's going to set up shop as a tailor there and it's a, a great little read. I really enjoyed. I never read Mickey Mouse or Walt Disney comics in the past, and it was a, it was a great time. I think it was a nineteen from nineteen ninety six or so. So it wasn't some of the super old stuff, but uh, American history, right up my alley. And uh, you know, you get to your kids could garner a little history out of that too. So this is not, or it is related to the Robert De Niro film. Um, I don't know. I'm not quite sure if this is the material <laughs> for that. I have the seen. effort. <laughs> he doesn't even have the effort to give me some kind of response to that question. <laughs> you're, you're 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 keeping me on my toes here. You're you're implying uh, that I smother my kids in ether <laughs> on the All Ages podcast. 
Uh, it just felt right. Yeah, sure. you know, the moment was ripe for an ether <laughs> joke. Yeah, you, know, you don't get those moments often. They're so out of friend. They're so out of fashion anymore. He's just really, they really back. are. They're coming back in a big way. Ether kid jokes. Stay tuned. Um, lightning round. I'm excited. This could be our very first show in months that could be under an hour. I am excited. Right now, for that we're, as right well. now we're on pace for a 20 minute show. <laughs> uh, lightning round. Another all ages story. Jonesy loves Ovaltine. <laughs> the Adventures of Batman and Robin from November 1995, issue one, by Paul Dini and Ty Templeton. What a great memory I had of the animated series while watching this show. It's got great right and wrong themes, humor, and is perfect to read with a young reader who wants to get into superheroes. Rebuttal. Okay. G-Man Cape Crisis. G-Man is powered as a adorable superhero thanks to his cape. But what happens when he is peer pressured into sharing his cape? G-Man. Sentinel number one. Boy finds a broken down mutant hunting sentinel in his father's junkyard reprograms it to become his best friend. Worth all your time. Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Bestseller list. Number one. Kids all over the world love it. But will three grown men? Jonesy loves beer. What's this, what's this book about? So Greg Heffley is a young middle school student who is given a diary slash journal, but don't call it a diary, uh, that he records minor and major events through his first year of middle school. He documents uh, times with his best friend Rowley. Rowley? I don't know how you want to say that. Uh, he talks about being on the safety patrol. He talks about um, a big fight he has with Rowley, that he loses his friendship for a while. He talks about video games. And he, the prevailing theme to the book is talk, he's obsessed with his own cleverness and how he's going to get more popular or how he's going to get over on the cool kids or how he's going to figure it all out. And uh, it ends with him you know, regaining that friendship with his best friend, maybe getting a new look on life. And, uh, you know, at the end of the school year and the start of the summer, Diary of a Wimpy Kid, very short synopsis because the the material is very short because it's geared towards a younger kid. But uh, heck, if I didn't enjoy every minute of reading it, uh, this book is so relatable for, you know, grown, three grown men that went through middle school. We probably had similar experiences that this kid's going through every day. Uh, maybe not slim by your uh, curious smile you got going on there, but I did. Uh, you know, it's not paying attention. It's real to the relatable. Peer, peer, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he's got a uh, he's got another podcast open in a different window. Just ready to switch over <laughs> when we're done here. So uh, are you guys doing the flap? Is that is that what's going on right now? So uh, anyway, so paranoid. <laughs> Hashtag the flap. <laughs> Tune in. New episode coming soon. So. um Regardless, um, this is just a great. It's not. I don't know if you can really call it a comic. It's some of its prose, with just one or two images on um, on a page, you know. And usually you have a a large text that sets up the scene that they're going to draw. But uh, but it's it's good. It's I mean nothing wrong. If you're a young reader, you're going to get something out of it. As an adult, you're going to get an entirely different aspect of it. 
you know, uh, maybe gives you some insight on how your mind was when you were young or back then or shows you how far your priorities have changed when you were a kid. And if you're a kid, it's just a fun time with, you know, a lot of goofy gags and uh, a lot of fun comics. You know, inside it, there's a mini comic that these two kids come up with together that they try to uh, put in the paper. And even that is uh, is hilarious in, it, hilarious in its simplicity. And I don't know. I, I love this. I, I think I'm going to go read volume two. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You heard Exclusive it from Jonesy Loves Beer. Um. I'm re- I'm not sure if I want to do it in the rebuttal, but I was interested. You you said you wouldn't, you might not consider it a comic book. So I'm wondering what we all consider a comic book in terms of like format and content. Because I remember reading this. Um, I think I, when I first started reading this, like a couple months ago, I tried it in the guided view on my iPad, and it was actually formatted perfectly for for guided view. Um, and what I didn't realize is that I read that he originally put it on the web first as like a web serial hmm. and eventually they his fans wanted him to make it a print book and that's eventually how it got rolling um so i'm curious so i'm wondering how he i didn't look it up but the one frame that i saw was kind of a web comic format which was like half the page so the mm. pages that we read, they were kind of cut in half. So I'm wondering if that's how he serialized it, which would make a little bit more sense as to how it was formatted in the book. Because they did could... kind of feel like they were separated, the pages. Uh, we could probably get into that discussion towards the end of this. Um, what comprises a comic book? This is certainly I, th- I probably the least comic book comic book that we're used to reading on the show. But uh, like Jonesy, I I really got a kick out of reading this book. The humor contained and the little sketches that were on each page. Like picture half the book is is designed to look like notebook paper with maybe half the page as handwriting and then little sketches of what he's describing in the paragraph. And... I just, I definitely related to Greg. I, for, for, I mean, the first thing that sticks out of my mind is for being such a, you know, he probably views himself as unpopular or certainly fitting into a certain crowd that's not the crowd that are 6'5 and uh, shaving in middle school. But he had courage. I mean, for such a humor, a book full of humor, I just, comp- I, I was mortified to think that, I mean, he ran for treasurer, for class treasurer. He, uh, there were several other things that he just had the conies to do where a lot of people, myself included, would have just stayed the wallflower and just tried to get through middle school without getting noticed at all i mean he he went so far as to try to get uh you know in the class paper or become voted class clown or something in the yearbook but the diary read in such a humorous way that i i I mean i don't know I, i really loved reading that style of uh his adventures you know once a week postings in the diary and, you know, as far for being as kind of wimpy and I, I can. Well, let me tell you first, I was mortified that something really sad was going to happen in the book for for being called a <laughs> diary of a wimpy kid. I was terrified that Greg was going to get beat up or like really dogged by other kids. And it was going to be in this diary. I was waiting for that shoe to drop the whole Volume time. Two. Because Volume I just two is the pummeling of know. Greg. <laughs> yeah, and it's like a turn that takes this super serious turn. I just pictured that <laughs> as being part of like why it was so popular with with kids Greg's age in real life. Um, but luckily, that never came. And for the, all the for all the sorry, Slim for all the um, you know the wall flowering and day to day stuff he tried to get by without. 
getting beat up. He he did his fair share of bullying. He was kind of a jerk, especially yeah, to his yeah. best friend. Spots. Yeah, to the people he felt most comfortable with and probably felt a little more alpha too. He was just as jerky as other kids were to him. I uh, I do have to admit the the one I thought laugh out loud moment is when he's you know he's got that moral dilemma of he knows that um, he was mistaken for rally and he was the one that uh, had harassed the kindergartners and he goes to his mother for advice and she's like well you just gotta do the right thing and then like the next page is so I did the right thing and let rally take one for the team this time. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, yeah, that was the biggest uh, jerk moment. I mean, it was laugh. There was several laugh out loud moments in the book. I, I I laughed a ton reading, but that was a D move, Greg. <laughs> a D. How about when he got that gift for uh, Christmas and it was mis- it was mixed up with that other guy, and he was so annoyed that he got that sweater, and they showed the the, yeah. cl- the one shot of him opening the gift, being so annoyed that it was a video game and he didn't know what to do with it. I yeah, like the, uh, the, ch- the church gift recipient of the charity mm-hmm. of Christmas gifts. I uh, I also like when he he tried to trick his uncle into getting him a uh, Barbie playhouse so he could get uh, his toy soldiers in there, and he got yeah. like a, a Malibu Barbie or bikini Barbie instead. And then he said that he like I'm not gonna lie to you, I did open it up and play with it for a few times. Yeah, but he, I mean, he really was clever. Like the cleverness that he was honest and put in his diary was just the greatest thing. Like uh, during the Christmas when he got so tired of writing thank you cards, he basically came up with like temp <laughs> mad lib Form templates. Letter. Yeah. And he would fill it out and you know, it worked at first because you know, he got an encyclopedias and the sentences he structured was to fit the encyclopedias perfect. And then when he got aunt Loretta's uh, gift of pants, <laughs> he had to fill out the template and said, thank you so much for the awesome, pants he hand wrote in how did you know i wanted that for christmas i love the way the pants look on my legs and he just had like the most (laughs) mundane uh message the final line too it was like everyone at school be so jealous that that i have my (laughs) my very own own pants or something like (laughs) that (laughs) and the uh the part where he was trying out for writing the comic strip in the school letter and his his was heavily edited by the teachers to basically plug education and the teachers and then Rowley gets his comic strip in and and it's like the uh the punchline of each comic strip is Zooey Mama. Zooey Mama and there's these <laughs> absurd situations where uh one of them is a guy who steps in a puddle. He's like, oh, thank God it's not an acid puddle. And then he says, no, wait, it is an acid puddle. And like, <laughs> Zooey the, mama. The little sketch of him pulling his like half-eaten leg out of the acid. When and a uh, little squirrel's like, Zooey mama. When Greg is in class and he's uh, he's really burned that Rally kind of got him back by taking credit for the comic. And yeah. uh, he's, you know, he's kind of like, oh, trying to play it off cool. And then the teacher says it in class and everybody gets a big laugh. <laughs> yeah. He and drops he's the still chalk. on it. <laughs> it reminds me of uh, uh, Ricky Gervais in Extras. Remember when he like uh, sold out and became that bit, that show with like the catchphrase, yeah. you having a laugh? Right. It reminded me of that. Yeah. <laughs> you having a laugh? <laughs> you having a laugh, are you? Jonesy, did you ever run for something in high school? No. Or grade school? No. No? No. You, like you would think with would my run. bombastic personality I would. Yes. Uh, no, I never ran for student council or anything like that. Hmm. I was class representative in eighth grade, I think. Uh, I think, I don't think I ran for it, but I think because I was a walker in uh, grade school, I did have that little thing where you help people cross the street because I was hmm. always like, the bus oh, yeah. kids got to leave first. I was totally. Right. I was totally, just left uh, in the dust. I was totally safety patrol in fourth and fifth grade. I mean, that that's was what it's called, best. safety patrol. Yeah, that was the best. You got to leave. Well, wasn't there one 10 for the early. for the bus too? What was the bus? Was, one? There was a bus monitor, maybe. Maybe I don't remember. I don't remember, but I remember this. I remember the people on the bus used to have the sash, the orange like sash belt. Yeah, I th- whatever the I heck. I think it I got was. a chintzy badge with like a paper clip that should have been a, a push pin. <laughs> and then you just had to put it on your book bag and you just helped the little kids cross the street before you walked home. Hmm. 
But uh, I had a great time reading this book. There was I definitely recommend everybody check it out if they have the chance, just for a, a hearty laugh. And maybe you get something out of it and relate to what it was like in middle school. Um, probably the boldest thing I ever did in middle school was you could send like a paper mache rose to somebody in class and the different color roses had different meanings and I sent one to a girl and got totally ignored. So like Oof. after that I was just Ooh, totally I just shut in. I, I ethered <laughs> myself and <laughs> just like right in right in the gym locker room. That's gonna be a new thing the kids do that we're gonna hear on like dateline ethering. <laughs> yeah. We started a trend. I mean we got we're the talk of the town. What about the the uh, notes that you would send in grade school with the, uh, you know, do you like me, yes, no, or maybe? And you would have to, uh, did you guys mm-hmm. ever do that? Oh, God. So stressful. <laughs> it was, yeah. And, so, you know, you would circle or just to <laughs> prolong the weirdness. <laughs> I mean, that could make and break your year, the results of those things. Yes. Yeah, exactly. The craziest I, thing I ever did was in high school when I uh, stole a book of hall passes. And uh, in my senior year, I constantly oh, wrote myself into like study hall You're or a hall Zach pass Morris over here. Show up five minutes late and have a pass. Good grief! Yeah. Wow, look at you. Well, the layers. Nobody Jersey loves layers. Nobody right report now. this to Archbishop Wood High School that I graduated <laughs> from. I don't know. Was it thirteen years ago now? Uh-huh. No, but nobody let them know that I stole. It. I might still have it somewhere. Horrifying. The, the part that I literally couldn't stop staring and chuckling at is his little brother Manny dressed up as a pirate. <laughs> and he, <laughs> like, his little brother Manny is so cute looking as it is, but he had like this little curly pirate mustache. I literally, every page where he was dressed up as a pirate, I couldn't stop staring at it. It was the most adorable thing ever. The little sketch of Manny. I I liked um, when he kicked the snow the the mini snowman. Remember when he was building? He was trying to build like the biggest snowman ever. And he, I, th- I think it was his brother. He kicked his brother's mini snowman like into nothing, and his dad saw it. And all the dad did was just go out with a shovel and destroy his big <laughs> snowman, and then just just walk back inside. I thought that was like the greatest parenting move ever. The little sketch of the father like implied that he was like whistling on his way back in, or he didn't even say anything. <laughs> There were some good moments of like those little kind of lines that he would draw around heads or hands or faces to kind of imply either movement or emotion. I thought those are those are really well done in in the majority of the book. Mm-hmm. I'd be curious to know what the rest of the volumes are like or how it progresses into his uh, adolescence. Yeah, because the first one is pro- is like such gold gold that I wonder if it kind of got harder to mine material or he it like turned into a self like a uh, parody of itself i wonder if it got much goofier if it stayed along the same lines because there's like what seven volumes or five volumes yeah 200 pages each right that's Oof. a lot i mean it's a lot, but it's a lot to remember from your growing up I yeah mean, i would not remember uh 20 pages <laughs> yeah really of, like it's all, 10 years of growing it's up. all blocked out for me i'll tell you that much it would be um, like got to middle school, became an altar server, <laughs> got a car, stolen hall passes, adulthood. That would be like Jones, my four do, pages. Do you remember when we went to uh, <laughs> Tenant and it was snowing? And, and we, we almost we, died. We took sleds. Yeah. I, oh, oh, oh my God. I almost bit through my tongue. Yeah, I remember I think, that. I remember like Jones, we had these, I think it was inner tubes or sleds that we went down. There was this high school that had like an absurdly high hill so that everyone knew that that would be like the sled hill. And Jonesy went down at such an angle that he wasn't going down straight, so he veered to the left where there was like <laughs> metal chairs there and like benches. benches. So as soon as Jonesy went down, we saw it like, oh man, he's headed for those benches <laughs> at like 50 miles an hour. <laughs> I, I think you like went into them, didn't yeah. you? You had to like go down and see if you were still alive. I like oh crashed my, my face right into one, which explains this mess right here. And uh, I bit like through my tongue. It was like spitting out bright red blood for like the rest of the night. What was going through your head? Were you did you not want to bail out at like the last moment, or you just wanted to see what would happen? I just want to see if I could take it. You know, see, you know, see how, if I was made of tougher stuff. But uh, I remember that uh, Pat Ryan and I, uh, a friend mm. of the show, uh, slid down the hill at the same time, and we had built a little ramp. And uh, we made the mistake of, like, colliding in midair 
sleds went in opposite directions. We just like collapsed at a heap. Slow motion. Yeah, it was pretty right. great. Your Jonesy's yeah. like snow boot is like rolling. Just the picture of snow boot <laughs> rolling across the snow. Bloody uh, snow boot. Yeah. <laughs> that we did that a couple times. That was really fun. I think we brought beer that one time. I don't remember what the heck year it was. I think no, we this did. is an all ages show. We yeah, we get, we really, I wasn't going to bring it up. Me Oval of all team. people. Apologies. Fault. Uh, we broke. brought a we brought a case of Ovaltine. It was one of the greatest nights of our lives. It was cooking that up in a little portable. Natty Ovaltine. Uh, I will say, just Dave was there, and he wore his father's 1972 complete <laughs> head to toe brown snowsuit <laughs> with like uh, neon blue that. highlights. He had he had to be poured into that thing, <laughs> <laughs> but he rocked he rocked that outfit that entire evening. It was amazing. Uh, Diary of a Wimpy Kid. Jonesy will be continuing, so stay tuned and be sure to email him to see if he actually told the <laughs> truth. Yeah, don't hold me accountable, and please. First lie told, postmark. We got your letters. <laughs> I'm going to open them up. Farrington's going to read them oh, <laughs> to you. <laughs> Too soon. we got to redo the sounders. Uh, letters at paperkeg.com. Yeah, you shoot us an email. We will read it live on the air, making you an instant celebrity on the internet. I'm not sure who, what you two are going to do with the letters. You know, we used to have <laughs> someone read the letters, but he's no longer with we us. We are just in the wind. Thanks so much, mystery person. No longer with us. Uh, Dale, you want to start? Then we'll go. Uh, we'll go tandem style. Sure, I'm going to go uh, with the first one here. Um, that's from Mr. Andrew Dickinson at Dirk Feelgood on the Twitter. Spoilers, he's from New Zealand, folks, so that guy's awesome. Hey, what's up, fellas? This is my first letter into you guys, and I want to start by thanking you for producing the best comics podcast out there in the marketplace. I hopped on the paper keg train rather fortuitously when on joining Tumblr, you were a recommended page... Check that out. little Tumblr win action. Tumblr.com. This coincided with your Next Wave episode, and as this is one of my favorite titles, it was a match made in heaven. Since then, I have breezed through almost all of your back podcasts, saving a few that involve books I plan on reading in the near future. But now that Spoilerton has left, maybe that's not a big <laughs> issue. <laughs> I got two points for you. One, it would be great if at some point you went back and did the subs- subsequent trade of some previous reviews. I sometimes get mm. burnout uh, on my origin-style stories and prefer to see how the book's characters develop over subsequent arcs. An example would be Invincible. Two, a book club recommendation. It's by show favorite Greg Rucka and is a kind of mm. a Batman story, but not really. The OMAC Project, O-M-A-C, this is a fine example of how there is no such thing as a bad character. Rucka focuses in on two soups whom I just didn't get as a child. I didn't understand what their powers were or why, or even why they were important to my life. These are Slim's most love, Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. <laughs> this book moved me so much I named my first son, his dog, Ted, after the Blue Beetle. Thanks very much for all the hard work, Team Keggers, P.S., Drink every time Slim refers to somewhere that isn't New York as Podunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the uh, camera crew for A and E's intervention just showed up my house. I got to. Uh, <laughs> I got to go uh, uh, What was that? Well, oh, his suggestion is pretty. Di- First of all, let me just say I'm covered in sweat right now. I had closed the window next to this oh table because the, I am dripping. Uh, the idea of going back to other book clubs and the subsequent volumes is pretty genius. And I, the first one that comes to mind is uh, Astro City. Oh my god, oh, what? Yeah. Already heard Busick ridiculed us. Finally yeah, we read could, it. We could show Busick that uh, we're, we're serious about this. Right, take this, god. Busick. Yeah, we really, I mean, this. if you think about it, that, that extends the life of the podcast infinitely when we go back, if we go back to volume twos. I mean, let's just add that to the list. Great idea. I love that New Zealand or Australia. Which one did you say? New Zealand, this guy. New Zealand. They call them New Zealanders over there in Podunk, Australia. (laughs) Uh, New Zealand. (laughs) Podunk, Australia. Even in your insult, you have managed to be twice as insulting. (laughs) 
I'm even uh, I'm even super interested in what Greg Rucka did on this OMAC project. OMAC. I would uh, sh- I'll push for it like I did Granville, and then we'll get two downloads for the show. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how often I, think, I push for I think a book. Dale is like O for seven on his book club picks. If you look at like the download tallies and feedback for any of those picks, it's like a ghost town. <laughs> it's like the internet just yeah. didn't work that day. The shows are much loved, but uh, or the books, at least by me and uh, others, are much loved, but nobody on the internet is interested. I think I think you did pick Diary of a Wimpy Kid too. Just want to throw that out there as kind of a preemptive right, setting so the stage. <laughs> this episode is show fail. <laughs> uh, next letter comes to us from Jefferson Crispin uh, hello all I first heard of this show via the ancillary characters podcast when Jonesy Loves Beer guest hosted it was ghastly and abhorrent <laughs> and against all that I hold dear in my faith I emailed those hosts to voice my displeasure but that email was not read on air I'm happy to report that Jones and Glow's beer seems different on this podcast and less abrasive. I am saddened to hear that Mark has left the show as he appeared the most enjoyable aspect of this show in the few episodes I have listened. Granville effect. Please meditate on a theme show idea regarding the works of Christ. There have been many beautiful comics and graphic graphic novels created on the faith, and I think you'd all do well to read them. And he ends with a quote from Psalms. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself. <laughs> Jefferson wow. Crispin. That is... Thanks for emailing. I mean, I think that's our first Christian-specific email. Yeah, definitely our book first recommendation like that. The only book I can think of, first of all, congratulations to Jonesy there for, I think, his yeah, first wow. kudos in, Big uh, win. in an email. Maybe a backhanded kudos, but a kudos nonetheless. It, ter- it changed from a troll to a kudos, so I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, kind of a less abrasive kudos. If you will. Right. So something happened in between Jonesy's guest hosting on Ancillary Characters and now. Right. Um, Pope John Paul. My brother had a copy of Pope John Paul II. You know, I might still have it in this apartment. It's a bo- for only, a book club you're talking about? Nah, not for a book club. I just, the only Christian comic book that I've ever encountered. Uh, Mark did Black Jesus. Does that <laughs> count? I'm actually curious. I don't know. I didn't. I don't know of any religious-based comics. If there was, I mean, I guess we could do it. I'm nervous because I, I've, I'm ignorant to religion. I don't know anything about it. So, hashtag the flap. There's got to be some Veggie Tales comics out there, though. <laughs> I think there are. Veggie Tales is a Christian show. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That. Yeah. The wool has been pulled over thine eyes. <laughs> Uh, do we do it? Well, thank you for first of all, thanks to Jefferson. Do we get any other emails? What a beautiful name, Jefferson Crispin, too. That sounds pretty elite. Yeah, he's probably an Ivy Leaguer. Sounds probably like. teaches, probably teaches like uh, faith. Yeah, at some school. Uh, dear Markless, <laughs> sorry, Markless, Diary of a Wimpy Kid is a phenomenon like Harry Potter and how quickly it was everywhere and across mediums and merchandise. But what is the first story or a series as a whole? Is it a novel? Is it a comic? An illustrated novel? Uh, How did you guys decide on reading it if it is not really a traditional comic? Hopefully Jonesy is reined in enough so that kids can tune in for this episode. (laughs) At Panooch on the Twitter. I think we'll all agree that Slim was the... Off color one this episode? I think so. Uh, nobody will ever know. The magic <laughs> of editing. Pinooch. Some good questions there. You know? What is a comic? What is the format? Who picked it? Why? Uh, maybe we'll save it. Maybe maybe we can talk about it in the fireside. But I'm, I mean, what is a comic book? Dale underscore A. What is it to you? It's deep. You're asking me to be deep right now. A comic I book is, I I mean, I don't know. In the loosest sense of the word, a comic book is a a smattering of panels and illustrations on a page. I, I mean, to me, that is probably the most sensible explanation. But then we read something like A Contract with God, which was a little different, you know, but it was still, 
I guess, a comic book or a graphic novel or whatever you want to call it or whatever it was called at the time when it came out. That definitely... Um, I don't know. It it proved to me that a comic book isn't tried and true. You know, nine panels to a page with illustrations in squares with word bubbles. So, you know, as far as Wimpy Kid goes, I think the easiest explanation for us was that it's in comicsology. Let's be honest. <laughs> but, but I mean, they sell it in comic book stores. It it's popular among comic book fans. Kids who read comics read Wimpy Kid and other books as well, but um, the illustrations certainly, I think, help the argument. Gents? Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what the heck a comic book is. You know, if it has a picture on it with words, right, it's good enough for me. Contract with God was... I, I think don't people consider that like the first graphic novel or the first popular graphic novel? Maybe the first graphic novel. I no, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, but that's that's all I got on the topic. Dale pretty much says it all. He you know, usually DP does. Says, says it all. Sometimes you just got to do it. Do we get any letters? Is that it? That's all. Folks. Mark left Sip. and he took all the he took all the letter writers. He with did. Him. Yeah. Stay tuned for Mark's show where everybody writes in. (laughs) Hashtag the flap. Starring (laughs) Dale and myself. Yeah. It's Uh, been nice knowing you. What a show. Oh, the YouTube link doesn't work, Jonesy. That that has to be what it is. It's uh, broken. (laughs) Spent like four hours trying to get Jonesy into this Google (laughs) Hangout. I almost just canceled the whole thing. I can imagine the, the amount of talk that went on before I joined the chat room. Oh, yeah. The amount of, uh, the uh, an- anxious, anxiety-ridden uh, discussion with my wife to uh, block out another night this weekend for <laughs> recording. <laughs> vitriol. There's just, just yeah. lots of vitriol. Tech vitriol. What a show. All ages. I feel good about this one. I really do. I'm, I mean, it's no PK Nights. <laughs> what is? No, you know, it's different. Last word? Anybody? No? Uh, shoot us a review on iTunes at your leisure if you're into that sort of thing. Help spread the word of the show. Jonesy, we were featured on uh, What's Hot in iTunes today. I saw I favorited that tweet. Oh, thank you. Uh, We'll see everybody next week. J-Bo discovering uh, that album from My Morning Jacket, huh? Yeah, yeah you guys uh, gushed over it pretty well on the Twitters. Yeah, we went over my uh, usual self-imposed uh, reply limit. I think I hit like five replies in a row. Which, and, uh, which means for, you were impassioned. For people who don't <laughs> know, if uh, you're on Slim's timeline and it goes beyond three replies, like, hi, hello, oh, hello there, you get an angry message that says, take it to text. <laughs> that, is, that is true. Three replies is usually maybe take it offline. Maybe this is a discussion best for email or text message or iMessage. You know, it's just an unspoken thing. But nowadays I can just mute you for a month or forever. God bless. You know, I think I, I was ability. the first person on that list. I feel per- I feel love. Permamute? Yeah. <laughs> I know the only way uh, Slim knows what I says is because other people that he follows at reply, reply me back. So he just swipes <laughs> in the conversation to see if uh, if it's even worth him looking at. And then I review your feed whenever I'm whenever I feel like it. Yeah, just or not. 
ever, you know. For your book, did you, for your books, did you, how did you discover those books, Jonesy? Did you go into the kids' comics tab and the quick links in the app? Because that's what I did. I did for the adventures of Batman and Robin, but I actually thought of Mega Man because I think in two or three episodes ago, Mark went to the archives about a Mega Man crossover with Sonic the Hedgehog. And I really mm. wasn't interested in Sonic, but I thought, you know, if it's a crossover, there's a Mega Man book out there somewhere. So I just went to the comics app, and I searched Mega Man. It was the first one that came up. And that is it, babe. Bought it right there. There you have it. There you have it. You? How, was my, you just follow the quick links? Yeah, that's what I did. What was the other? I had another rebuttal, I thought. About my or, lightning round. What was it? Uh, I talked about Batman and Robin Adventures, issue one. And then I described it as great for a young reader who wants to get into superheroes. And he immediately said, rebuttal. Rebuttal. Can't remember. Can't remember. But... Well, I must have been right then. <laughs> about whatever it was. Far. <laughs> Dale underscore A. You look great. Thank you. I can see that, that quaff of gray hair, too. That is, I mean, it's just, it's getting long, and I want to, I want some of the locks. What is the drink count for every time you bring up Dale's gray hair? Is it finish your drink? Is it it's take three your drink and then pour another one? Mm, man. <laughs> and toast. toast that to his gray hair? Uh huh. But I don't, I don't mind it because, you know, if Slim's talking about it, then it's hot. It's going to be hot. Yeah. <laughs> Comic book creators are going to be talking about your gray hair tomorrow on the ether. Not the Almost ether you hot. smother your children with, the regular ether. <laughs> It's it's um, too much. I think it's almost as hot as the homeless vagrant taking a D oh my that Chrysomni is going to be drawing for you that I saw on the Twitters today. You believe that? Do you believe you, that? You that that's not are, too much. Slim didn't get in too much on that one. You and Somni are like like this on Twitter. You and several creators, I just see. I somehow I get roped into these conversations, and I see them at replying me, but they're trying to get to you. No, that, I mean, no, no, no. Let's yeah. stop. All right. I believe I was getting mega trolled because I wanted to buy a variant cover comic. So then, you know, you jump in and make a f- joke about daycare, how the variant cover is going to babysit my kid, <laughs> and then I get uh, trolled for. Liking Somni's art so much, I would buy a variant cover of Somni drawing a homeless man <laughs> popping a squat. Like, I need to be labeled with seeing... I need to be the guy to see Chris Somni drawing a man pooping on a sidewalk. <laughs> like, I need... Because it's going to be me. It's still going to fall back on me. Like, because when Chris Somni draws the homeless man pooping, he's going to shout it out to the Twitter. Hey, here you go, Dale underscore A, just for you, you creeper. That's what everybody's going to think. And I had nothing to do with it. 500 bucks cash down the tube. Could it be similar to, you know, inviting a a comic creator to enjoy their role-playing game? And then you... (laughs) And you're replying all with the meme that says that a particular member of that conversation wanted to wear their face like a quote-unquote mask. Oh, I think it's been a while since we told that story. <laughs> maybe, we should, maybe we should retell that. Holy when crap. The, you, you guys were talking about the Atomic Robo role-playing game. With Clevenger. And then the, the creators were oh. in on the at replies. And Jonesy said something that maybe just took it to a new level. Of <laughs> maybe we should all stop this conversation with creator celebrities. And then was it me or Dale that then was replied Dale. The, with the insanity wolf <laughs> saying, I wanted to wear your face as a mask? Oh, God, it was so great. Jonesy's like, Jonesy was so pissed. I think I got a text <laughs> almost like simultaneously after, I, after one of us hit send on that picture. Jonesy was so emboldened, he invited <laughs> him and me to sit in on a play test with Brian Clevenger. Listen, I didn't Scott know the Wagner. rules back then, okay? Right. I did not know the rules. You're like, and you he, educated me to the quick. Like, uh, and yeah, maybe we could all sit in and do a play test together. I'm like, who do these guys think? <laughs> do they know who we are other than two creeps? <laughs> so I, I typed up the insanity wolf meme saying, uh-huh. you know, I, I'd like to play test your role playing game. I also like to wear your face like a mask. And I, <laughs> and I tweeted it to Jonesy. 
Brian Clevenger, Andy Scott yep. Wagner. And uh-huh. I think all we got back was Brian Clevenger saying, ha, which was a win. You, you obviously, he had a good probably chuckle on the other end anyway, I hope. but Yeah, it was great. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate that. You know, and I brought that, I brought that meme up to him when I, when I saw him that one time. I was like, hey, you remember that time <laughs> where these two guys were creeping you out? One guy said something creepy, and he, so we did like the Insanity Wolf meme. He was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was funny. He was like, yeah, that's one of my best friends. <laughs> And I texted Jones, and he's like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. Here we are, 102 episodes later. <laughs> still around. Uh, real icebreaker. You know, that'll be the yeah. icebreaker, Jonesy, when you see them somewhere. Right. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm never going again. I'm I never approaching again. I had an alley <laughs> when you corner them. <laughs> Demanding. Dice bag in hand, ready to play. You guys got a couple they're not hours? going huh? home. You got a couple, a couple hours. <laughs> Jonesy uh, would wind up back at their hotel room after convention and not leave. He'd be that guy to not leave. Uh-huh. What oh, do you, got, you guys he'd, going to bed or I mean, he'd be opening their mini bar, having like sugar free Red Bulls at ten dollars a pop, <laughs> passing out on one of their beds, <laughs> so they to sleep on the floor. <laughs> Coming out of the bathroom with his like sweat, his sleep sweatpants on. <laughs> throws his jeans on the table. Just brushing my teeth the in the bed. room. Keeps mm-hmm. implying that uh, we should do some play test. He he won't stop bringing up the play test. <laughs> They're too afraid to tell him no. Uh.